0: Open your bibles this morning to John chapter 11. As you know during these Sundays I am preaching on Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Over in the gospel of John, the first chapter and the 14th verse, it says, "And the word, Jesus, became and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, The glory of the only begotten of the Father, listen, full of grace and what? Truth. You're going over to verse 17, it says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And then you're going over to John 14, verse 6, and it says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. But on the other hand, you know what the Bible says about the devil? You know what it says about him? In John chapter 8, verse 44, listen to what the Word of God says about Satan. You are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. Now listen. He was a murderer from the beginning, Cain killed Abel, does not, listen, does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. No truth in Satan or his demons, no truth. There is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks a lie for he speaks from his own resources. He is a liar and the father of lies. What a contrast between Jesus, who is truth, and Satan and all the hosts of hell who are liars. Now, in this day of deception, in this day in which we need to know the truth and act upon it, what we need to do is go to the very words of Jesus. I love Hebrews chapter 1 where it says... In verse 1, God who in times past spoke to us by the fathers and the prophets, listen, has in these last days spoken to us through his son. You say, brother Fred, man, I want to know the truth about life. I want to know the truth about death and resurrection. I want to know the truth about heaven and hell. Man, I want to know the truth about marriage and divorce. I want to know the truth about relationships. I want to know the truth about forgiveness. Well, where do you go? Jesus is truth. And so what we're going to do in these days is just simply look at the words of Jesus. Oh, there are many other places in the Bible I could go when I deal with these subjects. But all I'm going to do when I deal today with death and resurrection, is look at the words of Jesus. What did Jesus say about death? And what did Jesus say about resurrection? You know, Jesus spoke very clearly of the reality of death. Turn over to John chapter 8, and Jesus speaks about the reality of death. In John chapter 8, Verses 21 and 24, listen to what Jesus said. Now, as a sideline about this, the apostle Paul said in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So in light of that, in John chapter 8, 21, now listen to what Jesus said about death. Jesus said unto them again, I am going away. You will seek me and will die in your sins. Where I am, you cannot come. Jesus spoke about a person dying in their sins. And you go on down and not only in verse 21, uh, look at verse 24 where Jesus said, Therefore I said to you, now listen carefully, you will die in your sins for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Now it is one thing to die, but the reality of it is this. Jesus said, without me, you will die in your sins. Turn to Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, or just look on the screen. You know, Jesus talked about the reality of death. Well, th- this is a strong verse in Matthew, verse 10, verse 28. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot f- kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and And body in hell. Jesus said, don't fear the death at the human hands. Don't fear that. Fear the second death. And so Jesus said, just remember this. Life is beyond the grave. Don't fear him who could kill your body. Fear him who has the power to destroy both body and soul in hell. Of course, the greatest passage at all about death and resurrection, and we'll talk a lot about this this morning, is in John chapter 11. You're all very familiar with the story. It's the story of Lazarus. So in John chapter 11, verse 11, uh, Jesus is on the way to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he says in verse 11, These things he said after he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I might wake him up. Well, the disciple says, he, in verse 12, the disciple said, Lord, if he sleeps, he must be well. Verse 14, listen to Jesus. He's talking about death. Then Jesus said to them, Lazarus is dead. And he said, I saw that, said that so that you would know what's going to happen when I raise him from the dead. Jesus spoke of the reality of death. You know, uh, there's a great passage about it. I'm just reading the words of Jesus now about death and resurrection. In John chapter 5, I want you to listen. Boy, this this is a powerful truth about death and resurrection. Verse 24 of John 5. It'll be on the screen. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in me and him who sent me has everlasting life. If you believe in me and him who sent me, you have everlasting life. He shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Obviously, there's a time in our earthly journey before physical death ever becomes the reality that we can pass from death to Life, and then he goes into detail. Listen to verse twenty-five. Most assuredly, these are the words of Jesus. I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. You know that that could mean two things. On your journey in life, you will hear the voice of God speak to you, and you will hear that voice calling you to turn from your sin and to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That could be one of the meanings. They shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And uh, and well, the dead will hear his voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. Or it could mean at the resurrection. For the Father ha- has life in himself and he has granted to the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment, Jesus, because he is the son of man. Now listen to this. Do not marvel that I said to you. The hour is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice. And they will come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Now let me say something. I don't have to worry, wonder about death. I don't even have to worry about the resurrection or wonder about it. Jesus spoke very clearly of the reality of death, the death of the body. Now, then we go on and see that in the words of Jesus, he not only spoke about the reality of death, he spoke of his, Jesus spoke the truth of his power over death. And so we look at the New Testament and we just see Jesus demonstrating his power over death. You know, some of the words of Jesus are in the book of Revelation where he gave it to John. In John, In Revelation chapter 1, Jesus said to us that he has the final word about death. And he has the final word about resurrection. He says this very clearly. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, listen to what he says. I am the Alpha... That's the first Greek letter. And the Omega, that's the last letter in the Greek. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. Jesus said, I'm the beginning, I'm the end, and I'm not through. I'm coming. And then he goes on down in verse 11 and says, Again, I am the Alpha. The Omega, the first and the last. Okay, he keeps going. He's saying he's the final word about death. He's the final word about resurrection. And then you look in verse 17. I am, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And here it is. I have the keys of death and hell. You know... A lot of people talk about um, they believe in evolution and they believe that man is just a higher form of animal and when a man dies, he goes to the dust and it's all over. It's all over. But that's man's opinion. That's one of Satan's lies. Jesus said no. He said death is followed by resurrection. And by the way, he said, I have the keys of of the grave and of death. And so Jesus spoke of his power over death. You know, I love it when we see Jesus in action. Do you remember about Jairus' daughter? Over in Mark chapter 5, Jairus, the ruler of the Jews, came running to Jesus and said, Master, please come to my house. My daughter is at the point of death. And so Jesus started on his journey to the home of uh, of uh, Jairus, whatever his name was, Lord have mercy, (laughs) Jairus, okay, I wanted to say chariot, but it's Jairus. So Jesus started on the way to the home of Jairus' house. Well, on the way, you remember the woman with the issue of blood, she pushed through the crowd, touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and the virtue went out of Jesus and he healed her. And just after that miracle, one of the servants came running up to Jairus and to Jesus said, don't waste your time, master. The daughter is dead. And I love what Jesus said. He just said to Jairus, he said, wait a minute. Look in verse 35 of of, of the gospel of Mark. You know, that that had to be startling to Jairus. Jesus was on the way to his house. And the servant came and said, but he doesn't need to come. Your daughter is dead. And so we read in, in, in Mark um, chapter 5, listen to what he said. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, now this is about death, y'all. Listen. Do not be afraid. Only believe. You know, we have people. In this congregation, who unless God heals them, they have what the world terms as terminal illnesses. And unless God heals them, then they're gonna go to heaven. But here's the thing if someone said to you, you know, you've got three months to live, or you've got six months to live, you know what Jesus said would say to you? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Only believe. I guarantee Jarius was afraid, but somehow when Jesus said that to Jarius, hope rose in his heart, and they went on to the house, and when they got to the house, you see in verse 36, it says, uh, verse 37 of, of Mark, they're going to put that on the screen. verse 39. All right. When they came to him, he said to them, "Why have they having this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead." He said the same thing about Lazarus: "The child is not dead, but is sleeping." And then, so Jesus goes on in to the room where she is, and I I love what it said. Uh, It goes down in verse uh, forty-one. Then he said to the child, then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Now here's Jesus hitting death head on. And the little girl, immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. And to show you how thorough Jesus is, you know the last thing they told him before he left? He said, by the way, give her something to eat. She's been dead a while. So we we see the power of Jesus confronting death. We look at it again. There was a widow of Nain who was going out of town. And there was a great funeral procession. And in Luke chapter 7, verses 13 and 14 Jesus just saw the funeral procession, and when the Lord saw her, saw her, it was the widow, it was the only son, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Well, why? He said, then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still, and he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And he that was dead came to life. You know, you know that's in the Bible it says he, wrote, he was dead set up and began to speak and they presented him to his mother. All of this is there to let us know that death is a reality. There was a little girl that death had touched. There was an only son that death had touched. But Jesus came with his power and the girl was raised and the widow of Nain's son was raised. You know, one of the most interesting things in Luke chapter seven is when John the Baptist was in prison and he sent word to Jesus. Now listen, I don't know what was going on with John the Baptist. He had seen Jesus. He had baptized Jesus. He'd seen the dove come from heaven and say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He was the, made the first public statement. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And again, John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. And John the Baptist, obviously in prison, had heard all that Jesus was doing, and he sent some of his friend, disciples from where he was in jail. He said, Go ask Jesus if he's the one or if another's going to come. I think John knew the answer, but he just wanted to hear it in prison. And in John, in Luke chapter 7, Verses 18 and 19. Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John calling two of his disciples sent them to Jesus. Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Listen to what Jesus sent back to him. Verse 22. Jesus answered, go and tell John the things which you have seen and heard. Listen to him. He said, "The the blind see. The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended in me. We're living in a day when there's a battle between truth and lies. The lie is, when you die, it's over. When you die, that's the end. It's one life. The grave back to the dust from whence you came. That's a lie. Did you know the word death in the Greek language never means to cease to exist? The Greek word is thanatos and it says death, but it never means that you cease to exist. You don't. Your spirit continues to live forever, either in heaven, which I'll speak on next week, what Jesus said about heaven, or in hell. And what Jesus had to say about hell. But while death is our enemy. For us we got to understand. Jesus spoke of the reality of it. But at the same time. He demonstrated his power over death. That he absolutely had victory over death. Now look at John 11.23. This, this is the classic. You really want to know. About death and resurrection, well then let's just do this let's just read what Jesus said, and he said it to two of his dearest friends, Martha and Mary, because his beloved friend Lazarus had died, and so they just both said to him, Oh Jesus, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't even have died you, you would have, you, you'd have healed him, but you weren't here, and he died so jesus says in John 11, verse 22, he said, verse 23, your brother will rise again. And, of course, Martha and Mary, they were people of faith. And listen to what Martha said. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I don't have a problem with that, Jesus. I know that. But then Jesus said this. You can say this to any man or woman who's dying. You can say it to each one of us who are dying. Death is not the final word. Listen to what Jesus said. These are the words of Jesus. I am the resurrection. You see, eternal life is in Christ. Eternal life does not begin the day, that, that does not begin when you die. Eternal life begins when Jesus Christ comes to live in your life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. And so when Christ comes to live in you, at that moment, you, begin to, you have eternal life. You had eternal life when God created you. It's just a matter of where you're going to spend eternity. So Jesus said, listen, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me. Not he who believes in the church, not he who believes in good works, not he who believes in the rich, the sacraments and all those things which have their place. No, no. Jesus said, uh, -uh. you got to understand this is where life comes. This is where resurrection comes. This is where death is defeated. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die physically, he will live. Now get this. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe that? He said, you say, well, brother Fred, what in the world is he talking about? This is what Jesus is saying. If a person believes in me and they go through the valley of physical death, they'll live again. They just went ahead of some others. But they did not die spiritually, no. You know, he said, he "He who lives and believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Which means that all that death is, you change locations. You leave the physical body, and your spirit and soul goes to be with Jesus. And so, even though you may go through physical death, you live. And then he says, but he who lives and believes in me, will never die. And he's talking about that spiritually we will always be. We will always be. There will never be a time when you're not alive. In other words, all happens is this physical body ceases to function and your spirit and soul depart and you go to be with the Lord. Or if it's the rapture and you go, at that moment you, you receive uh, a, a new body. There's one thing every one of us have in common. Unless Jesus comes, we're all going to go through physical death. I find that more and more, the reality of it. To be honest with you, i would never looked death in the face. But with my second heart surgery where I'd had a blood clot that splattered on the inside of my heart. And I was on the operating table for eight hours. And he got all the blood particles out of the inside of my chamber where my mitral valve was and I went home and my heart was out of rhythm and for two weeks I was going down every day every day every day every day, every day. I said well evidently it didn't work then I went to the doctor he said uh, you got atrial f- not fibrillation april flutter or something I don't know but it wasn't good, I'll tell you that. He said, what we got to do is we got to do something with that nerve that's causing that. And then they said, we probably have to put you in a pacemaker. I said, I don't care if you put in a motor. Go ahead. So they severed that nerve that was causing my heart to have April flutter. And then that pacemaker still working like a ch- clock right now. Man, it's working right now. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway i tell you what, I thought I was going to die. But you know, I had absolutely no fear of dying. Now, I will say to you, I I had a concern about the way I was going to die. You know, that's the way most of us are. If you're a child of God, you, you really have no fear of dying because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And because he lives, you live also. And you're just changing locations. But it's just not... That you die, it's how you die. And so we have concerns about that. But you know what you find out? That God's grace is sufficient when you look death in the face. It is sufficient. You say, Well, I wonder if I'll have dying grace. You won't know till you die. <laughs> well, God just give me dying grace before I die, so I'll know it. No, you don't need it now. Listen, I want to know the truth about what Jesus said. So I'm just going to look in the Bible, and he said that death has lost its sting. He overcame death. And that because he lives as a child of God, we will live forever. And that the enemy that we had has been destroyed. The widow of Jairus' daughter lived. The widow of Nain lived. John the Baptist, he said, tell them, the dead are raised. And then he says to you and me, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, though you may die, you will live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Those are the words of Jesus. Not of some theologian who's confused or not of some professor who doesn't know God. Those are the words of the Son of God who is truth himself. You say, well, Brother Fred, how do you get into the victory of Jesus over death. You hear the voice of the son of God, John five, and you repent of your sins and you believe in him and you trust in him and you're born again. You see salvation. Well, let me just say this. Let's go back to where Jesus said, I am the way I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man comes to the father except through me. People, I, want to, I always want to ask me about, is this group going to heaven, that group going to heaven, this group going to heaven? I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll just tell you what Jesus said. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. What part of that do I not understand? We want to play God. We want to determine who goes and who doesn't go. All I know is what God said, and I know what Jesus said. No man comes to the Father except through me. How God does that, how that happens, that's a mystery known only to God. But I'm telling you, Jesus is the truth. And so you say, Brother Fred, how do I overcome death? By, by, through Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ coming to live in you and being your Lord and your, you repent of your sins. God, I agree with you. That's a sin. I confess it. I turn from it and I give my life to Jesus. Confessing your sin is not enough. I can readily, Lord, I'm a sinner, but making a choice to turn from your sin is the thing that turns it. It's called repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God be merciful to me, a sinner. I confess my sin by the grace of God. I turn from it, and I trust Jesus Christ and him only as my Lord and my Savior. Amen? Amen. You know, um, I close with these two, two stories. Good friend of mine had esophageal cancer and he was starving to death and he was dying. Great man of God. Military man, colonel, all that kind of stuff. Courage, disciplined. But uh, I sat on the side of his hospital bed. He said, oh, Brother Fred, you don't understand. I prepared for this long ago. When Christ came into my heart Begave my sins and began to live in me. He said, at that moment, I prepared for this day. And I never will forget, it was on a Saturday, and I went to see him. And I said to him, uh, you know, I prayed for him, and I left, and and as I was walking out the room, he said, Brother Fred said, I'll I'll see you tomorrow. And this was Saturday. I, I, I don't go to the hospital on Sunday, you know, unless I'm sick. And so I was walking down the hall and I said, uh, he said he was going to see me tomorrow. I'm not coming up here. Guess what? He went to heaven Saturday night. And I'll see him tomorrow. You got it? I'll see him tomorrow. But here's the last one. man that I'd gotten to know who was in the hospital and living with a woman he wasn't married to. Somebody said, you need to go by and see him. I don't know how he'll respond and just remember what situation it is. Well, I went to see him, and we became close friends. He never darkened the door of our church for months, but he would watch us on television. The cancer that he had was in remission. We went to eat and did other things. Then it came back. He went to M.D. Anderson. He called me from M.D. Anderson Hospital. He said, Brother Fred, they said, there's nothing else they can do for me. He said, I'm out here and I've got my uh, accountant and he's helping me settle my financial affairs. And he said, I've got my lawyer and he's helping me settle my legal affairs. But he said, God spoke to me and said, you're foolish. You're taking care of legal matters and you're taking care of financial matters but you're not taking care of your own soul. He said, Brother Fred, when I get back, I want to take care of my soul. And I remember him coming into my office, dropped out of church, hadn't been to church in 25 years, getting on his knees and giving his life to the Lord Jesus Christ, absolutely letting Jesus Christ take care of his eternal soul. And you know what? Man, I was with him when he went to be with the Lord. And death had lost its sting. And grave had lost his victory. Because Jesus to him was a resurrection and a life. And I'm telling you, if you'll repent of your sins and trust in him, you don't have to fear death. I'll tell you what you can do. You can know that you'll live forever. Based on what Jesus said, you'll live forever with the Son of God. Jesus has the final word about death and resurrection.